Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting and hosted by my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to provide you with practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can find show notes for the podcast over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. We're so glad you're here. Love is super important. I mean, having that special attention, especially when there's the older brother who's kind of the leader of the pack and the younger brother who's kind of the little guy who kind of needs attention and gets extra presents at Christmas time. I always remember that. I think just extra attention and love is huge. Mm -hmm. Just feeling heard and feeling cared for, that's huge. Aloha, friends, and welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. And we are continuing on in this short series where we are talking about birth order. And in each of these episodes, I've got a short interview with one of my sons who represents the birth order we're talking about. And you were just listening to my son, Jonah, who's now 19. He is my second of four sons, but really fits the birth order of a middle child because he's smack in the middle of Josiah and Luke. So if you were around last week, I shared a blog post from my archives from a number of years ago where I talked about firstborn sons and what firstborn sons need most from their parents. And then I had a short interview with my firstborn son, Josiah. But the reality is when I wrote this series about birth order on my blog, I started with middle children. I wanted to talk about the middle child first. And so what I'm going to share with you today is a blog post from years ago, and it was the first in the series. So I'll kind of give a little introduction where I get most of my information The book that I'm drawing from is called The Birth Order Book by Kevin Lehman, and I will be giving away a copy of that book in each of these episodes, so be sure to go over to show notes. I'll have a simple question for you there. If you leave a response, you will be entered to win a copy of The Birth Order Book. I just love it, and I love talking about all of these things that help us understand our sons better. It's just one of my favorite topics to talk about, personalities, love languages, birth order, so I want to do more of that in the future. 
And today I will be sharing an excerpt from my blog. I'll be sharing my chat about what middle children need most. Um, again, just keep in mind that this was written years ago. I'm not changing these at all. So you're getting it just like it came out back then. So some things will seem a little bit dated, the ages of my kids, things going on in my home, but I think that's part of the fun of it. And then at the end, I will share this short interview with my son, Jonah. Now, I just want to thank you so much, guys, for being here, for being a part of this podcast community. You guys are amazing. Thank you for the ratings and reviews. They encourage me so much. And also, just let's be sure that we're connected online in other ways. Have you subscribed yet to my online weekly email? If you haven't, be sure to go to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe, leave your name and email address, and I'll email you every Tuesday with some fun stuff. I never spam you. It's all good, and I think you'll really enjoy being a part of that community. Also, before I dive into the rest of today's episode, I want to remind you that the Hope Writers online community has its doors open this week. I've mentioned it the last two weeks, but finally this week only, the doors are open. So if you are interested in growing in your writing skills, if you want to be a part of an online community of writers who encourage each other and where there's all kinds of resources to grow in your writing, be sure to check my show notes so you can get a link to go over and see what's going on in the Hope Writers community. I think you'll love it. I get so much out of it and I'd love to see you in that group. So again, go to show notes. All these links are over in show notes and show notes can always be found at monicaswanson.com com forward slash podcast. And for this episode, go to forward slash episode dash 91. Okay, guys, thanks so much for being here. I'll have a few final words to say at the end, but without further ado, here is my blog reading about what middle children need most from their parents. Short interview with Jonah, and I'll see you at the end. I seem to have a pretty good sample for a study on birth order. I have Josiah, who's 15, Jonah, who's 13, and Luke is almost 11. Now, Levi, who arrived six and a half years later, throws me for a bit of a loop. I always say he must fall somewhere between a firstborn and a baby and a Tasmanian devil, but that's another story. But really, I've always been intrigued by the topic of birth order. Not only do I have a great sample to study in my home, but I was also raised in a three-kid family, two older brothers, and then me. I'm sure you're surprised. Well, guys, I know I'm not alone in finding this topic interesting as well as a bit intimidating. Ever since I wrote my blog post, What a Teenage Boy Needs Most from His Mom, I've received numerous requests for a specific post about those mysterious middle children and what they might need most. We've all heard the term, or is it a diagnosis? the middle child syndrome, and it seems that people often pity the middle child. But really, the more I study and observe, the more I think middle children have a lot of good going for them. Sure, there are a few pitfalls to be aware of, but the way I see it, middles might just do the best in the long run. Now, I found Kevin Lehman's book, The Birth Order Book, Why You Are the Way You Are, to be quite helpful in this area. If you find this topic interesting, I highly recommend you read it. And yes, I will be linking to it in the show notes. Most experts seem to agree with a few things about middle children. Most middles are flexible, good negotiators, and very social. They are more laid back than their often high-strung older siblings. They are also more drawn to relationships outside the family than their siblings, and they're more likely to move further away from their home when they are grown. Boo. Middle children can present a paradox of personalities because of the fact that they are very much influenced by the firstborn of the family. They might strive to be a lot like the older sibling, but more typically they go in the opposite direction. 
often as far as possible. Middle children are said to be careful who they open up to, often keeping their feelings to themselves. Middles might struggle with their sense of identity and belonging, which often leads them to run with the pack. Middles have been known to experiment with riskier behaviors than other birth orders, possibly as part of their search for an identity. However, middles are known to grow up well, being creative problem solvers and great negotiators. Middles are also said to be the most loyal marriage partners of any birth position. A short list of famous middle children, Abraham Lincoln, Bill Gates, Jennifer Lopez, George Bush, and Donald Trump. If you have a middle, you can let them know. Over half of the American presidents have been middle children. For those of us raising middle children, we should rest assured that they are very likely to grow up to be well-adjusted adults with a happy life. Heck, maybe they'll be president one day. But we still worry, don't we? If you have a middle child, then you might wonder if you are giving him or her enough attention. You might wonder what they're thinking because they aren't so quick to share. You might see them getting squeezed between their siblings and just hope that they're really doing okay. So after a lot of study, experience, and observation, I have created a list of what middle children need most from their parents. And here is that list. Number one, unconditional love and attention. Middles often feel compared to their typically overachieving older and often attention-seeking younger siblings. Giving them your time and focused attention without any expectations is really important. They need to know that they are loved simply because they are. Number two, middle children need a listening ear. Middle children are known to feel overlooked and ignored. Over time, they often learn to just step back and let the older and younger siblings get all the attention. So setting aside time to just listen to your middle child will meet their needs in a very special way. Number three, middle children need standards and expectations. If you have a more typical firstborn, chances are that they have proven very capable. It is easy to let them own this role while the middle and younger kids ride on the benefits. Don't do it. Make sure that you are teaching that middle child to do just as much work and contribute to the home as much as the firstborn has done. It may be different tasks or roles, but make sure they do something. This will communicate to your middle that he or she is not only part of the family, but that the family actually depends on them. It will also help your middle child to grow up managing responsibilities well, which is a character trait sometimes lacking in the more free-spirited middle child. Number four, your middle child needs some decent clothes. <laughs> middle children are typically the hand-me-down kids of the family. It goes like this. Firstborns take good care of things, so we think it's only logical that the next in line gets them. But by the time the secondborn has worn them out, they're too worn out for the spoiled, I mean fortunate, baby of the family, who then gets to start afresh with brand new clothes. There's nothing wrong with hand-me-downs. I'm a big fan. However, taking that middle child shopping for some of his own new clothes now and then is a really good idea. And number five, your middle child needs options. If you do take that middle child shopping, let them choose their own clothes. In fact, let them choose as many things as possible. Let them choose what movie the family will watch, what restaurant to go to, or any little thing possible. Middles need to know that they have a voice. All right, number six, your middle child needs help finding good friends and direction in life. 
If middles are going to find friends and work away from the family, then we are wise to offer plenty of counsel while they're still around. Talk to them often about friends, about school and job choices. Give loving counsel about their future careers. They will appreciate your interest in their life. And who knows, maybe they'll feel so loved, they'll stick around after all. All right, number seven, your middle child needs communication. Even in the healthiest family setting, a middle child will at some point wrestle with the role of being sandwiched in the middle. So talk about it. Personally, I talk openly to my middle son about his position, both lightheartedly and more seriously. I tell him that I understand it is a tough position sometimes, but I also remind him of the benefits. Talking openly may allow the middles to understand their own feelings better and to respond to those feelings wisely. Now, we should keep in mind that there are many factors that affect birth order, from the sex of each child to how many years there are in between and other family dynamics. There are no hard, fast rules, but I do think that the information we have can help us apply it as we see fit in our parenting. So for a quick review, and again, you can find this full article linked to in our show notes, but these seven things your middle child needs most is unconditional love and attention, a listening ear, standards and expectations, some decent clothes, options, help finding good friends and direction in life, and number seven, communication. And then I close the post by saying, I'd love to hear from you. Tell us about your experience if you have a middle child or if you're married to one or work with one, or maybe you are the middle child. If so, what was it like growing up? I'm sure a few of you have some helpful experiences to share. And if you go over to our show notes, you can leave a comment there sharing from your experience, either raising a middle child or being one personally. I think these all help us understand our own middle children a little bit better. And next, we're going to dive into a short interview with my middle son, Jonah. So it might be a good time to grab your kids, but first I do want to take a second to thank this episode's sponsor, which is an incredible children's book called Bronco and Friends, A Party to Remember. But my favorite part about this book is that it is written by the New York Times bestselling author, Tim Tebow. Now, if you've been around my family for long, if you followed my book or me online, you know that we are big Tim Tebow fans. And here's just a little bit about this book and what makes it so special. In a world that often expects everyone to look and act the same, standing out can make us feel less than. But as Bronco and his friends learn, bringing your own particular gifts to the party makes it more fun for everyone. This sweet story and adventure to remember reminds children and their favorite adults that every one of us is special, wonderfully made, and essential to God's big party. Now, you guys, if you know much about Tim Tebow, you know this is so authentic to his heart. He is all about valuing every human being and just love his heart. And if you go over to show notes, you're going to see a picture of this book. It is absolutely beautiful. And it features Tim's dog, Bronco, who is just darling. So I hope you can go over, click on the link, order this book. It belongs on every child's shelf. This story is so important, and I think you're just going to love it. Okay, friends, now I'm going to dive into a short interview with my second son. I've kind of got two middles. I've got Jonah and Luke, Um, but since there's such a gap between Luke and our fourth son, I call Jonah the true middle. So this is an interview with my son, Jonah. I hope you enjoy. I'll have a few final words to say at the end of the show.
All right, Jonah, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. So good to be back. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Always love having you on. And I just love the topic of conversation today. We are talking birth order here on the Boy Mom Podcast. And I wrote a series of articles years ago that I have been drawing from. And just talking about middle children is somehow one of my favorite things. And you, my dear, are pretty much the main middle child in our family. I mean, we've kind of got two because we had that fourth son quite a few years after Luke was born. So you and Luke are both middle, but I think as far as like officially the the rules for birth order, you're the one that fits right between an older brother who's two years older and a younger brother who's two years younger, right? Mm, Yeah, I agree. And for many years, it was just the three of you. And so you were the middle child. Right. And so I talk about you a little bit in this article, which, like I said, was written years ago. So things have changed a bit. Mm-hmm. Now you're 19. Now you've moved away to college. You're home while we're doing this interview. But I thought perhaps you could talk a little bit about your experience being growing up as the middle child and maybe even offer some encouragement to the moms and to any kids who might be listening who are middle children. Ooh, the kids are listening. Okay. Maybe. That'd be cool. Um, Yeah, I would say, well, my experience as a middle child, I definitely do agree that one of the tendencies as a middle child is to kind of get lost, um, kind of stuck in between the older and the younger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think that's that was more an issue when I was younger. Like you were saying, things mm-hmm. have changed. There were pros and cons because as the middle child, you almost, it's almost like you have less responsibility because you're not the oldest. So you, mm-hmm. you don't have to be thought of as the main leader. But then at the same time, you're not the youngest. So it's not like you're the little guy. So mm-hmm. there is that advantage. But then the other side to it is everyone pays attention to the oldest mm-hmm. or the youngest who's like the little cute guy. And then no, everyone's like, oh, the middle child, everyone kind of forgets. But it was interesting to see in your blog post from a long time ago how like for example something around half of u.s presidents were middle children (laughs) you like that which yeah (laughs) yeah, which can be well yeah i mean it it's a different perspective on the issue so i think there are pros and cons to that that uh position as middle child and i know one thing is um because i had read the book that i'll be linking to and referring to here about birth order Um, but I was aware and kind of tuned into this concept of birth order while I was raising you. And I, I didn't want to refer to you as the middle child and like give you any kind of a stigma. Mm -hmm. Some people talk about middle child syndrome or kind of talk about it like it's a thing. And I didn't want to draw attention to that. But at the same time, I thought it was fair to kind of acknowledge. And I don't know if you remember me talking to you directly about it. Like, listen, I know you're stuck in the middle of these two. Do you remember even being aware of your position or was it more in reflection that you thought about your birth order? Yeah, I think it was more in the moment that I realized it. In in reflection, I do see it too, but I feel like I really felt it more when I was younger and when maybe when I didn't have the credibility Mm. so that my voice wasn't heard with the same level of credibility. So like I would say something and people wouldn't listen to me. Mm. And I really, maybe it's just me, but I did feel like you were saying like that was a struggle for me is having my voice heard. 
But as I grew up, obviously I gained more credibility and maturity to the point where people would listen to me. But I think having, you know, being kind of wedged between an older and a younger can, it's easier to to be kind of lost in the mix. Sure. sure. And of course, we'll always acknowledge that there's so many other factors like just personality type, how you're wired, right. personality of the older and younger. So with all of that in mind and with your experience, why don't we just dive right in and perhaps you can offer some encouragement to the moms listening first. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just imagine a mom whose kids are still growing up. Maybe they're little, maybe they're mm-hmm. more junior high or high school age. What would you say, because people do ask me, you know, well, we want to know some of the things your kids would say they wish had been done differently or Mm. mistakes I've made along the way, because I think once or twice I've made a mistake as a parent. Just kidding. I made lots of mistakes (laughs) as a parent. But the point is, is I want to hear from you. What would you tell a mom would be helpful uh, for those middles? How can they tune in or encourage or just be aware of the needs of a middle child? Mm. That's a good question. Well, I would say generally you treat the middle child the way you treat all your children. Um, and you know, all your children are equal and all that, but I definitely do think that because of the, the kind of nuances of being a middle child, you want to, I I love, I I mean, I love the advice you gave in your blog post, Mm. which, which obviously you're sharing in this podcast, but I, I think that of course, love, like you said, the first thing, love is super important. I mean, um, having that special attention, especially when there's the older brother who's kind of the leader of the pack and the younger brother who's kind of, you know, the 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 little guy who kind of needs attention and gets extra presents at Christmas mm-hmm. time. I always remember that. I think just extra attention and love is huge. Mm-hmm. Just feeling heard and feeling cared for, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, yeah. every every kid wants that, but I think middle children – at a younger age specifically. Might take should... some intentionality. Yeah. Because, for example, I'm just having like flashbacks of when your younger brother Luke was born. Mm. And now you were just two years old, almost two and a half. But how you could tell, I could tell that like there was just so many emotions. You would do some things that were like, I don't know if they were subconscious, but you would communicate to me that you weren't super stoked about the little brother and you'd kind of lean over so that you're pressing in on him and kind of do some things that were physically scary (laughs) because you were just two, but you would definitely show that you weren't so sure about having this younger Mm -hmm. brother. And so I think for a mom to tune into that and say, you know, I'm going to hand the baby off to dad and I'm going to spend some quality time with this middle child. I'm going to set aside time, maybe a special date, Mm -hmm. maybe taking a walk, just investing that intentional time, even when it's busy because you've got a younger sibling and an older one who also has needs. So definitely. I I would like to say that it's a simple formula. Like you could just treat everyone equally, but Mm. I do think, yeah, I think the middle child has a unique position where, where you maybe need to give even more attention, Mm. but you don't want to, you don't want to give too much extra attention because then the other children might feel, you know, left out. It's complicated. It is complicated. Yeah. You're going to make a great parent because you'll be like (laughs) tuned into all this. Hopefully. We'll see. Okay. So now you've got a kid listening who's Mm -hmm. in the middle Mm -hmm. of a big 
brother or sister, mm -hmm. got a younger one, maybe a couple yeah. above and a couple below. Mm -hmm. What kind of words of encouragement do you have for that middle child? Ooh, that's that's crazy. I think if I were to like talk to my early self, like when I was younger, I would say I had a tendency to get jealous, I think. Mm -hmm. So watch out for jealousy because I like I was just reading in Proverbs the other day how like, you know, there's anger and there's like there's passion or something like that. But watch out for jealousy because jealousy mm -hmm. is a strong mm -hmm. passion. So I think I do think that you should watch out for it because it's easy to get jealous of mm. either your younger or older sibling. Mm -hmm. So be careful of that and just remember how blessed you are to to be a part of the family mm. and you have your own unique gifts and talents. You might not know them yet and if you're younger, if you're younger than me, you've got plenty of time to figure them out. Mm. I haven't I didn't, I didn't really figure out some of my bigger passions in, until like the last mm -hmm. 5 years of my life, really, if mm -hmm. I'm honest. So don't watch out for jealousy because it can, it, it's like a consuming fire and it can really mess up your attitude. And then people, you know, and then I would also get in fights with my little brother and we would argue and stuff. And that just wasn't good for me. So I think just watch out for that and remember that you are unique and you have your own special gifts that you can um, contribute to the family and to friends. So just I remember that. that. I love that. I would say. And then. For those who feel like their voice isn't heard, they're kind of frustrated, feeling lost, how do you encourage them to approach family members to maybe be heard a little more or mm -hmm. noticed a little more? Hmm, that's a good that's a good one. Well, I I would say be careful of like storing up your feelings and venting out mm. in one moment. Maybe go to your parents in a quiet moment and tell them how you feel. Mm. Um, and then another one is to just be someone who is likable and people will want to listen to you. Um, which like even saying that is cringe is like it makes me cringe because I feel like even when I am likable sometimes in the past, I wouldn't be listened to. And it's like, what am I doing wrong? Is is am I doing you know? So Sorry. I know. <laughs> but but I think it's true. If you just if you're a likable person, people will want to listen to you. Mm -hmm. And it builds up your credibility and mm -hmm. you'll you'll just be a friendly person. So mm -hmm. yeah, be a likable person, I would say right. is good advice. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to just add to that, that the more confident you are in who God made you to be, the stronger your sense of self-worth and identity are, the more secure you are, the more likable you are naturally. Mm -hmm. So that goes along with what you said about jealousy. So instead of trying to compare yourself or be like someone else, just be strong in your own identity. And mm -hmm. then you're going to contribute a great personality to the family because mm -hmm. families are made up of many personalities and mm -hmm. we need every single one of you to make a beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. So I love that, Jonah. Thank you. Hey, of course. I mean, I just reading over your blog post is it's crazy because it feels like it speaks right to me. You mm -hmm. know, it's yeah. I yeah. as a middle child, I definitely resonated with a lot of that. So right, I think that you. was the one. Oh, thank you. I think that was the one post I heard the most from kids mm. who were clearly on the internet searching for some somebody to understand them as the middle child. Mm. So I got a lot of emails from young teens, um, tweens, just saying. I'm that middle child and what you wrote describes me and my feelings so well. And mm -hmm. so that just encourages me to think kids are out there looking for some support. So there's certainly 
a need for that. Mm. So that's awesome, Jonah. Thank you for being here. We always love talking to you. I always love talking with you as well, Mom. (laughs) Thanks for having me on. All right. Aloha. All right. Hey, friends. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that and perhaps your kids were able to listen to some of Jonah's thoughts as well. And I do think that we heard even from my own son that there's certainly potential for middle children to struggle. And as much as I don't want to uh, believe it has to be a negative thing, I think that we as parents should be tuned in, paying attention, and um, putting a little special effort into making sure our middles are heard, seen, listened to, made to feel credible. I love that some of the language he used really says a lot, I think. So let our lessons be helpful for you and learn some lessons maybe before you're in that place where your middle child is struggling or frustrated or feeling jealous, have some good open conversations and I know you're going to get through it well. Okay. So just a reminder, lots of links over in show notes, as well as that opportunity to be entered to win a copy of the birth order book. By the way, a quick little tip for you. Somebody emailed me recently and said that she was catching up on old podcast episodes, but having trouble finding the show notes. Um, when they're not current, um, how can she find them without scrolling and scrolling? And so here's my little tip. I did my best to plan well from the beginning. Whatever episode you're listening to, you should be able to find the show notes using the episode number. So it will always be monicaswanson.com forward slash the word episode dash and then the episode number. So for this one, again, it's episode dash 91. If you're listening to an older episode from the very beginning, I think most of the time I named them properly. So hopefully whichever episode you're listening to, you can use that same system to track down show notes. So I hope that is helpful. Also remember Tim Tebow's awesome children's book. You definitely want to get this one. And Again, Hope Writers is open this week only, so if you're interested in a writing community online, check out that link as well. Thank you so much for being here. We may be taking a little break in this series because we've got some other really important and good stuff coming up, so I'm not sure as I record this if the next um, episode in the Birth Order series will be next week or coming up a little later, but stay tuned because we've got more to come. We've got two more kids in this family that need to be interviewed and some more articles to share. So I'm really excited about all those, but there are so many other things I've got ahead too. So stick around the Boy Mom podcast. Be sure to tell your friends about it. If you're listening on your phone right now, take a screenshot. Go ahead and put it in your stories on Instagram. Tag me at Monica Swanson underscore. I love to see those and I love to share them and just want you to know how much I appreciate you. So God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha. Aloha.